0: Welcome to another episode of the First Time Bible Teacher Podcast, a podcast helping people teach the Bible, starting with the very basics. Today's episode is about finding your voice, learning to be yourself while you're teaching. This can be a difficult, long process, but the results are well worth it. So let's dive right in. I want to begin this episode by telling what may be The most discouraging story I have from my entire teaching career. About four years ago, I went and visited another church that is in my area that's in central New Jersey. And they had a pastor that is no longer with that church that I had heard a lot about, that I was very excited to hear. I had heard little bits of his teaching. I had heard some different ideas in his writings and just different things like that. And I was really excited And I went there and I listened to him teach and it was amazing. And I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed being at the church, just everything about it. Like it lived up to the expectation that I had. Solid teaching, solid guy, solid church, just things were good. And about a couple weeks later, I was hanging out in the town where that church was. And I happened to run into that pastor at a coffee shop. And I was like, oh my goodness, here he is. I I should just go talk to him. And let him know about the fact that I went to his church, that I was excited for it. And I did. I told him all of that. I told him I really enjoyed the message. Uh, I had seen some new things about the passage that he shared on. Still to this day, I can sort of remember a couple different points from the message that he shared. And he was really excited. He was super nice. He was really helpful and just encouraging in general about you know me saying, you know I've been really blessed and inspired by you as a teacher, and he was really grateful for that. And I figured it's a real quick conversation. I'm just seeing him in passing. I don't want to get in the way of his day. I'm only going to ask him one question. And the question I asked him was, how long did it take you to develop your teaching voice? How long did it take you to kind of find the way that you feel comfortable sounding when you teach? And He thought about it for a little bit and he said, well, realistically, I feel like I'm still searching for my voice and I remember getting a little sad when he said that. But then I remember him going on and saying, but before I really felt at all super comfortable with my teaching voice and with the way that a teaching of mind is gonna sound, it was about 10 years and I just sunk (laughs) and I froze and I was like, oh my goodness it's going to take me 10 years to be at all good at doing this. Are you kidding me? And at that point, I was about six years into teaching, maybe seven, something like that. I forget exactly where this story fits in the timeline of my life. But I remember part of me was like, oh good, I only have like four years to go. And then part of me was like, oh my goodness, I have four years to go. Are you kidding? Like I just remember being so disappointed When I heard that story, it was very easy for me to be discouraged about the fact that developing my teaching voice was going to take time. It wasn't going to be easy. And to this day, I have begun to find what I think is my teaching voice. I've begun to find what I feel comfortable sounding like, what is authentically me and what is not authentically me. I've begun to decipher that. But I can back up what that guy told me. It takes years for you to really come up with what your voice is going to sound like. And it's not even that you develop your voice. It's not like I listen to the way that comedians talk about a comedic style of it took me 10 years to kind of figure out how I would pace this joke or how I would tell this story. And, you know, I discovered that I could add this to me like they're almost building a character. I'm not talking about crafting kind of a preaching character. But just in terms of discovering who you really are as a teacher, that takes years. And that's not something where you can cut corners and you can push your way through it real quick or anything like that. It's just something that's going to take time. This is like any other skill you learn. You can never really learn a new skill or a particularly a new set of skills rather quickly. It's something that you just need to invest the time to develop. And preaching is going to be no different. If you want to teach the Bible, it is going to take you a long long time to develop your voice. And in this episode I I have less practical advice than I normally do and this one almost goes back to one of the first episodes that we put out about the teacher as a person, thinking about being the kind of person who's ready to teach. Here I kind of come back to some of those ideas. And I'm just going to think out loud, essentially, about my process of finding my voice and ideas in general about what it means to find your voice, starting with why you want to do that and a balance that you need to try to strike. And I'm just going to try not to be too depressing. But I also think this is something where we need to be honest, where this is hard and this wears us down as teachers. And we need to have outlets where we can talk this through and think this through and work on these ideas together. So the place I want to start is where another really influential person in my life kind of brought me back to. I was talking to this person about developing my teaching voice and figuring out a little bit of what I sounded like and things like that. And he brought me to the idea of we're called to walk a balance in our teaching. You hear a lot of people say that you want to be yourself and that is 100% true. You want to be yourself when you're teaching and we'll talk a little bit about why but you also want to deny yourself because we also see that very clearly in scripture, you know, take up your cross, deny yourself, follow Jesus. That is what we are all called to do as people. So certainly if that's what we do as people, then it's something that we should be doing as teachers. So let's look at both sides of that really quickly. If you're not genuine, people won't think your points are genuine. When we're teaching the Bible, We are trying to point people to this is what we believe to be true. This is something that's real. This is something that's actual. This is something you can stake your life on because I am here teaching it to you, staking my life on it as well. Because we are so invested in sharing truth, we need to share it in a way that shows we believe it's true. And that can be Passion that could be saying things real loud, that could be getting really into some kind of point that you're sharing. But a lot of it is just, do you seem like a real guy? Do you seem like just a real person? There are people that you may be able to think of that when you think of their teaching style and you think of them as a person, you're like, those two don't even seem at all connected. People will learn to not trust teachers like that. And if you are just putting on a character or an act, When you go up to teach, people will learn, okay, so the person that's going up there is fake. Maybe what they're saying is fake, too. And you want to be very careful of that. I am a big believer, in you need to be yourself. I am a quirky guy, and it's easier for me teaching youth group, but I bring this even when I teach in the main sanctuary of the church that I'm a part of. I'm just a quirky guy. I'm going to throw out my quirky ideas. I am I want to be genuine with whoever I'm teaching. To me, the greatest compliment that you can get other than that was the word I think the Lord needed to show me, the second best thing that I can hear from someone about a teaching is you were just so real up there. That's what I want to be. I just want to be genuine in front of people. You need to feel comfortable being yourself. And sometimes we let the the weight and gravity of the task of teaching God's word pull us away from being genuine. And I think that's a dangerous place to be. We want to respect the task. We want to respect the, the size and weight of teaching the Bible. But once we stop being ourselves, we stop connecting with the people that we're teaching. And yet, at the same time, you are not the point of your teaching. So we're called to be ourselves and be genuine and open and honest with the people that we're teaching, but we're also called to deny ourselves because we are not the point of a teaching. I know for me, it's very easy to think of preaching almost as a self-expressive art. It's here are the ideas that I have in my head. I want to get them out in these creative, interesting, thought-provoking ways, and this will be like content that I put out into the world. It's almost like I treat teaching like my own continuous running podcast of just sort of, this is art that I'm putting out there, this is some expression of myself, and that's not really the best way to find your voice. When you are so obsessed with the idea of this needs to be a raw expression of who I am, well, if you're all about expressing yourself and your thoughts and your opinions while you're teaching... Well, then you've now just become an artist as opposed to a preacher. Preachers are here to teach the word of God. We're here to share what the Bible says, what the Bible thinks, what the Bible finds most important. I always pray before I teach in youth group that if I'm going to be just sharing my own opinions, then that's useless and we should all just go home. But if God's going to speak by his word, then that matters. So hear the balance there. You need to be yourself. You need to be genuine. But the point of your teaching is not to just be genuine in front of other people and seek their affirmation. The point is that if you are genuine, people will find the truth you are sharing to be more genuine. They'll get a greater sense that you believe it, that you care about it. And so we want to be able to be genuine knowing that it's not all about what, is the, what are the people listening to me going to think of me? It's more about what are the people listening to me going to think of the passage that I'm trying to share with them. That's the balance that ultimately we're trying to strike in finding your voice. What are some things that you can avoid in finding your voice? Well, first of all, if you can avoid these things, please tell me how, because I'm not very good at avoiding these things. But here are two things that I have found in my own walk of finding my own voice that I need to learn to avoid. The first is that your teaching does not equal your value or your identity in Christ. You are more than the things you teach. You are more than your teachings. I know for me, it is very easy to look at my own life. And if I teach well, then I think, "Ah, well, me and Jesus must be doing great. We must have just an awesome relationship right now. And I can judge my walk with God through the lens of my own teaching. If teachings are going well, then everything else in my walk with God must be going well. And maybe I just had a good week. Maybe the ideas just flowed that particular time. Maybe people liked the teaching or I liked the teaching because it flowed well and not because it shared real powerful, life-changing truth. Like, we can think all sorts of different things about our teachings. They do not equal who we are. And one of the things that's so important is teaching is always separating who you believe you are in Christ with the identity of a teacher. Like when people ask me what I do, I say, I am a pastor. Or if they're in a church, I might say, I'm a Bible teacher or things like that. But those can't become the core identity of how we see ourselves. Once we begin defining ourselves as we are teachers, then things can get really dangerous in the way we view our voice, our teachings, our worth, Those things need to stay separate. Your worth comes from the fact that you are a child of God. The thing you do is your teaching, and those are always going to be two separate things. If you start conflating those two, then finding your voice is really going to be a masked search of finding your own value, and that's never a good way to go about finding your own voice. The other thing I would say is you can't get caught up in comparison. We have so much access to really talented, gifted, wonderful Bible teachers. And those other people that you listen to that hopefully inspire your walk with Christ, that inspire your own teaching, they are on different points of the path of learning their own teaching style. Where they are does not is not, I should say, a commentary on who you are. That's where they are. That's their place. That's their position. They have gone through a journey I am so confident you are, you just aren't getting to see. They've been walking through this whole path of figuring out their own voice. They have been hard on themselves and critical, and they have questioned and doubted, and the Lord has brought them to the point where they're able to now teach the things that you're hearing through their podcast or their website or whatever Don't start looking at them and saying, well, they have a really good finished message. Therefore, they are perfect in this. No, I promise you, they are struggling with this too. They are trying to figure out the separation of finding their voice and finding their identity in Christ and having those be two separate things. That is just a tough thing for preachers to learn. And it's easy to start looking at someone else's voice and saying, oh, well, maybe I should just run with that. Well, no, we need unique teachers. We need people that sound a whole bunch of different ways. There's a lot of people in the world that think very differently and that have very different ideas about how they grapple with information. If we all taught exactly the same, we would only reach one type of person. But we need unique Bible teachers. One of the things I love about the church that I'm a part of now is that we have nine different pastors on staff. And there are really no two people that I look at and say they have the exact same style. There are very different teaching styles. There's very different thinking styles in that staff. And I love getting to hear all those different people teach because I love being reminded that teaching does not take on one voice. It is not supposed to go one way. Each of us have found things that make us unique in our teaching. And that's important. And so when you are searching for your voice, comparison can be a little helpful at first in terms of showing you things that are available options, but it'll also potentially slow you down from finding the things that make you unique as a teacher. So don't start mixing your value and your identity with what your teachings are. Those are two separate things. And don't get caught up in comparison. These are huge issues, and so I want to try to just leave you with a couple practical tips about your own teaching. First, you have to just try stuff. You have to just try ideas and see if they work. If you really think that you are supposed to sound this certain way, well, go for it. Try it out. See what happens. See if people respond to it See if you feel like you're putting on a show. I mean, every good Bible teacher has wonderful, amazing stories about teachings they shared that did not connect with people. There was one time I was teaching for the junior high youth group that I currently lead, but this was eight, maybe 10 years ago, something like that. And we were teaching on Revelation and it was the scene in heaven in chapter five. I believe it's chapter five where it's uh, everyone is standing around the throne and they're singing Holy, Holy, Holy. And I made the comparison of Holy, Holy, Holy and the triple dog dare from A Christmas Story. And I was like, guys, don't you see the connection? And I tried to make a joke from this movie that meant so much to my family and literally none of the kids moved at all. It was like they all became wax figures and just were perfectly still while I thought I was doing something really hilarious and really myself. Like every teacher has stories like that. But through those stories, you begin to find what's genuinely you, what works for your audience, and what the Lord really has you to be. You begin to find your voice sometimes through being able to look at things and say, well, that's not a good voice to have, or that just wasn't me. That's okay. Try some stuff out. Don't be afraid to fail. And you can begin learning from there. The second thing I would say if you're trying to find your voice, start with the things that get you really excited, even if they feel jumbled. You know many preachers that I've gotten to talk to, they have four or five sermons that are just ready to go right now, where, like as long as they have their iPad or they have those notes, if they showed up to a visiting church and they were like, "Hey, our pastor has to leave right now, but we still want to do church. Could anyone stand up and teach something? Like they have four or five messages that are just ready to go at a moment's notice. And those messages, they're not just the ones that they thought worked really well, although they do think they worked really well, but they're the messages that resonated most deeply with them. I know for me, I have probably three or four of those messages that I'm just ready to go with at a moment's notice. If someone said, hey, we need someone to record a teaching within the next hour, can you do it? I would go to one of those messages, they're ready right now. And part of why they're ready right now is because they resonate really, really deeply with me. They're ideas that I really value, that they just really work something powerful in my heart and in my soul. Now, I'm not saying that this means only teach the things you like in the Bible. No, I've told people before while I'm teaching, I don't like this idea, but it's biblical and I need to teach it. We don't get to pick our theology based on the things we like or don't like, but There may be some concepts or some things that just resonate really deep within you and your thoughts may feel jumbled about those things. Start talking about those things even while your thoughts are jumbled. Start getting those things out even if it's just in conversation with the people around you because you find words often by using words. The more you talk about them, the more you stumble across a phrase where you're like, ooh, that's good. Like, I should stick with that. And you begin finding ways of speaking that are very naturally you. So go with the stuff that gets you excited and start running with it sooner rather than later. And lastly, be patient and be less critical of yourself than you're going to want to be in this process. We all want to grow. We all want to find our voice. We all want to be the most powerful teachers we can possibly be. But I think this process is a part of it. There's a great tendency. I've seen it in my own heart. There's a great tendency in teaching to develop arrogance. We're the ones that go on stage. We're the ones that show up with something to say. And you can start thinking it's because you're really great. And then You look back on your older messages and you remember, oh wait, this took a long time for me to get here and this is all just God's grace in my life. We need that process. It's sort of like you can microwave something and you can make it really warm on the outside or you could bake something and you could give it some extra time and you can more fundamentally change it into something better. Sometimes the slow process, the slow bake really makes a difference in the long run. And when it comes to finding your voice, it's going to take time. It's going to be a slow process, but know that every good preacher before you has walked through that same process and God will be faithful. He wants to develop your voice. He wants you to be useful for him in this element of your life, and he is going to gently and graciously walk you through that process if you'll just stay faithful and give him the time to do it. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the First Time Bible Teacher podcast. We have only one episode left in this first season covering the basics of teaching. Remember, we're on Instagram. Just search at First Time Bible Teacher for episode art, links to other helpful resources, and updates about where this podcast is headed. Please make sure to subscribe and leave a review or rating. All of those things really help get the word out. And for more info, you can head to brianrhiggins.com slash podcasts for more info about this podcast, as well as articles about teaching in general. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time.